Hello and welcome to the September 13th, 2009 edition of Take Him With You, program number 33. I'm your host, Rick Moyer, and I'm so glad that you downloaded the program. We have really fun stuff to talk about today. Is there life on other planets? Well, you're going to find out today on this Unidentified Flying Podcast. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Plus, uh, I preached at the beach. That's kind of fun. My friend Wendell, our newsletter, and how I can pray for you. So this is going to be a great episode with lots of listener comments and emails. You're going to love it. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Fantastic. I hope you enjoy Treks and Sci-Fi and also my friend Jeff from Canada's uh, podcast, Champ Podcast. He's also got What's in Jeff's Basement, which is a really fun program too. But I don't think he's done. He's, what, Jeff, have you done what, two or three? I can't remember now. All I know is that I listen to your stuff. It's really good. Well, guess what time it is. It's time to find out what is going on at Rick's house. <laughs> Life has certainly been hopping here at the Moyer household. Uh, Nathan is, of course, uh, down at George Fox University in Oregon now, and uh, he came back up a little bit. We got to see him a little bit this weekend. Uh, he came back up for Labor Day and to visit his fiance. Of course, you know you got to do those things, and so that was kind of fun. We got to have dinner with him, and we had a, a kind of a crazy weekend. Um, I got to go out to Ocean Shores. Was invited by a pastor out there uh, named Jim to uh, come and preach at his church. He was uh, away on vacation, and so I got to go out and uh, play the guitar and sing and do all that kind of stuff. And then I did a message on the importance of youth and technology in church. And uh, if I do get the MP3 from that, I'm going to put that on the program because I think everybody here would be very interested in 
what I had to say. Great congregation out there, a um, lot of people, and uh, they were. I was well received, and I enjoyed uh, speaking to them and speaking with them, praying for them. And I think you'll get a kick out of the thing too. So that's coming up in some future Take Him With You podcasts. Yeah, uh, I think the message will fit into one. So I'll just uh, just take one and and let you hear it. It'll be fun. It'll be great if I get that to MP3. Let's see. Oh, the other thing too is I've been uh, had kind of a a rough week because my friend, one of my uh, real close friends uh, named Wendell, um, had his foot amputated. Ugh, ouch. Uh, anyway, he's a great friend. We've had lots of discussions, prayed together, and, and he's just been a real inspiration and help to me in my life. And I was just really sorry to see this happen. He was in an accident many, many years ago, and, and his foot got messed up. And uh, throughout time, it's been really—he's uh, almost lost his life a few times because of it. And they finally just decided to take his foot off, and they uh, did it right up towards his knee. So it's it's more than just a foot all the way up his calf. And so— we went up, uh, Andrew and I went up and visited him. Uh, we've been up a few times to see him. And I'm just going to ask you to be praying for him. He's got a long recovery time, but uh, he's in good spirits, and uh, he, you know he believes in God, and, and his faith is keeping him strong. And uh, you know, as a friend, I'm there for him, and uh, his wife is really cool, too. And so, yeah, yeah, just be praying for Wendell and uh, send out good thoughts to him and prayers. And if you want to ever... Drop him a line, email me, and I'll take you up to the hospital. I'm sure he would be encouraged. I know a few of you, you did that, and he was very blessed by that. Uh, you can even read about him in our newsletter. If you uh, sign up for our newsletter, you can get a copy of that and read all about uh, uh, how God's been helping him through this whole situation and what how God's been using our friendship to help each of us. So, very interesting. And speaking of our newsletter, you know that we do a newsletter every Monday morning. And, you know, it's one of the ways that we're trying to earn a living by, um, how do you say it, uh, well, encouraging everybody every week. That's what our main goal. Amy and I, our desire is to encourage and bless people all around the world with a, a message of hope, of faith, of being positive and stuff like that. And, you know, we can't do that uh, without any income. So my wife uh, got a job and she's been doing some data entry stuff, uh, gets to work from home and do that. And then, of course, I do the podcast and the Midweek Booster, and then I do photography, and I'm available to speak at different places, organizations, churches, different things like that. And so, um, you know, we're not making nearly as much money as we did when I was full-time pastoring. Um, So we're just asking, we did the newsletters so that we could do something where people could maybe give every month to something and then help us out. And if everybody that listened to the program, because we have thousands of downloads now, um, if everybody that gave or everybody that listened gave a little bit, we'd have more than enough to pay the bills. We're not into this podcast and encouraging people to get rich. That's not our desire. Uh, but we do want to pay our mortgage and stuff like that. So uh, if you'd like to sign up for the newsletter, you'd be encouraged every Monday morning. Uh, I do an article. Amy does an article. And then we throw some links in there and stuff that you can get a kick out of and, and enjoy. Hopefully the newsletter is encouraging you every single week. That's our goal with it. And uh, to do that, just go over to TakeHimWithYou.com and click on Newsletter and sign up. Now, it's going to say $20 or more a month. You know, if you don't have $20 that you can spare every month, um, just sign up anyway. I'll give it to you for free. And then if you get a chance, put something in the PayPal thing or send us a check or whatever when you get when you get a chance or you're blessed or something like that happens. We don't want anybody not to be able to be encouraged because they can't afford it. Um, that certainly is not what we're trying to do. I only put that on there because uh, 
uh, it just reminds folks that it, it does cost something for us to do. It's our time and our effort and, of course, the Internet connection and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we would love to bless you with the newsletter. Please sign up for that. Don't be scared of it. Enjoy it. It's really fun, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. I put pictures in there and everything and pictures that I'm taking, and it's fun. And just go to TakeHimWithYou.com and click on the newsletter section and sign up. And uh, then when you get the confirmation, just say yes. I know it'll take you to PayPal. And if you can, do something. If not, don't worry about it. I'll still send you the newsletter. Okay? Cool. Oh, and the other thing that I want to let you know before I go, I, I didn't. we have a, a lot of information to cover today, so I'm not going to be real long on Rick's house section here. But I wanted to let you know that every Monday I take a list of prayer requests that you send in, and I go out, uh, get out of the house, and since I work from home, we're always we're always home, and it's like ah to get away, get some uh, peace and quiet. I have to leave, <laughs> so I do that every Monday. I'll I head downtown and and I go out to lunch, and uh, study, uh, take my little laptop with me and study for the the upcoming podcast, and then I drive somewhere in Grace Harbor here where I live. And I just get out my my prayer list and uh, overlook the river or the or the bay or something, and I just begin to pray for each one of you that send in, even some of you that don't send in prayer requests. I pray for you too. If you uh, listen to the program, um, I pray for you every week. And if you have any specific prayer requests, I would love to pray for you. Please send those in. It's Rick at takehimwithyou.com. It's Rick at takehimwithyou.com, and I would love to pray for you. Um, prayed for a lot of different people, and it's my privilege and my honor to be able to pray for you. So please, send those in. I really want to do that. Okay, coming up, we are going to do Words of Wisdom, then uh, a little song, and we're going to jump right in. We've got a bunch of listener comments on the subject today. Is there life? Do you think there is life on other planets? Um, The Unidentified Flying Podcast. That's what this is today. So that's coming up in just a moment. Stick around. Greetings, Guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You, why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! (laughs) I'm a television junkie. And the real world stumps me. I got a lot of problems. Why don't somebody solve them? Hello, this is... No, I was going to say this is Angela. <laughs> that wouldn't that work. That wouldn't be appropriate. No, because I'm not Angela. <laughs> and I'm not Jen. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. No, you-, you would in fact be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy Rick. Oh, let's do that. Okay. 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 Uh, go, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> you do it first. Hi, this is Jen. No, no. Have to say hello. This is not Jen. No, this is not Angela. And I say, this is not Jen. Okay. And then you say, you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. Okay. But when you're done listening to... Yeah, fill in the blank. That works. It's like magic. It we is. magic. It's funny. Okay. Let's go with it. Okay. Okay. So then I, should I go first then, since I'm not Jen? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> 
Hello, I'm not Jen. And I'm not Angela. And you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. You would, in fact, be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy Rick. Rick! (laughs) When you're done, please come listen to the Anomaly Podcast at (laughs) A-N-O-M-A-L-Y-Podcast.com. It was like the best accidental promo ever! I know, it's what we're good at. I like that podcast so much. The, they have so many fun things that they talk about, and it's just really good to hear their perspectives. So check them out. Very, very fun. And, uh, yeah, I got a chance to, for the fourth anniversary of the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast, got a chance to do another parody song. And uh, I, long ago I was a real big fan of Ozzy, and I used to really enjoy the uh, album uh, with Crazy Train on it. And uh, so I redid it called Spock's Brain. His brain is gone. You are a disembodied brain. I bored, 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 Brain and brain, what is brain? interested in listening to the rest of that song it was really a lot of fun to do if you've ever seen the 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 clunker of star trek the old series or the original series i always do that the old series the old back when i was yeah well yeah when i was born they started doing star trek so i think it just turned 43 and i'm 43 so you know eh, something was going on there anyway if you want to listen to the rest of that song just head on over to my parody page it's christrocks.com slash parody christrocks.com slash parody and you can download my parody Star Trek songs plus I've got a bunch of other songs that I've written on there that you can uh, listen to and download and have for free we like the word free so anyway (laughs) lots and lots of fun well it's time once again for words of wisdom I'll take him with you Today we're going to start the book of 1 Thessalonians. We're going to be in chapter 1, and then we'll just continue on each week um, in one of the chapters of 1 Thessalonians until we're finished with it. Here it is, chapter 1 of Thessalonians from the New Living Translation. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We're writing to the church in Thessalonica. To you who belong to God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God give you grace and peace. We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly 
As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words but also with power, for the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. And you know of our concern for you from the way we lived when we were with you. So you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought you. In this way, you imitated both us and the Lord. As a result, you become an example to all the believers in Greece throughout both Macedonia and Achaia. And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it, for they keep talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and true God. And they speak of how you are looking forward to coming or the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He's the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. Well, there you go. Words of wisdom from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 from the New Testament in the Bible. Uh, we, of course, will be continuing to uh, uh, go on with that every single week until we're done with the, uh, the book. And, of course, you can also listen during the midweek booster to hear uh, the book that we're going through right now as well. So you'll have to do that. Uh, download the podcast, the midweek booster, on Wednesdays. That'd be great. Good evening, everybody. When you aren't listening to Take In With You with the multi-talented Mr. Moyer, then I'd be honoured if you could take a few minutes to check out my little show, Happy Times. If you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, and if you love your applications but are feeling the pinch of the current economic climate, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I'll review a free or cheap application and spend a few minutes gassing on about why I like it or not. Buying apps over the air can be both addictive and expensive, so why not spend a few minutes a week listening to Appy Times, and I'll try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Just go to appytimes.podbean.com or search the iTunes store for Appy Times. That's A-P-P-Y-T-I-M-E-S. So come and share the Appy Times with me. Thank you. Hello there, my name is Med. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. Alright, I mean, this is Mark. And we are the present Mark. Alright, get on with it. Okay. And we're the presenters of Waffle on Podcast. And we like to talk about crap. TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? Some of it. Really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we were having a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at the http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com Do not smile when I say the word colon. I'm not. Ah, yes. Very fun. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying um, their podcast. They did one just lately on Jerry Anderson, the guy that did Thunderbirds. And one of my favorite shows, by the way, Meds, and I know you're listening to this program, um, and I think I'm going to send you guys a comment because you covered it, but you had never seen it, was called Space Precinct. Um, boy, I really liked that. I've been actually trying to find it on DVD because I'd like to watch it again. My friend taped it 
I, I can't remember how he got it on videotape for me. I, I can't find the videotapes now, but I really enjoyed Space Precinct and, and Jerry Anderson actually created that series. And you guys talked about it. I think Kel didn't, he thought it was a kid's program. And, you know, it kind of was, but it was really, I thought it was great. It was just really fun. And I liked the special effects. It was kind of cheesy and it just was cool. So anyway, enough of that. Meds, I will probably try to send you guys a comment on Space Precinct because I thought it was so fun. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, just want to let you know that um, the uh, the podcast, um, Appy Times, I listen to it every week. Andrew and I listen to it. And we really enjoy it with Tim. And, uh, and of course, uh, Waffle On is always good. So just take a listen to those. I think you'll enjoy them. Well, we're going to go into food for thought here in a moment. Uh, but first, again, I just want to, um, I don't want to be begging for money. So I, please understand, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, just take it for what it's worth. Let's just suffice it to say, it uh, costs money to run our household. We're trying to do the podcast and the newsletter full time to bless people all around around the world. We we've been having a lot of hits on the Take Him With You website. We've been having a lot of downloads of the programs, and now we're just asking for folks that listen. If you like it, send us ten, twenty, fifty bucks, something like that, and on a regular basis, and we'll be able to continue to bring this out and even get higher quality and better stuff going on here for you, which we really want to do. Uh, but right now, uh, things are a little bit tight, so if you have something to spare, that would be awesome. If you don't, just, you know what, pray for us anyway, if you do or don't, uh, because we're just trying to encourage people and continue on with this great experiment. And so far, I have to say, it's a great adventure and a lot of fun, uh, but more so, it, I think we're bringing a lot of hope to people and encouraging people um, to explore their faith and to think about things a little bit differently. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. So if you can help, that would be awesome. Okay, guess what? It's time. This is going to be such a good subject. We have so many good comments. It's time for Food for Thought on Take Him With You. He's an unidentified flying object. He was sweet down from the sky He's an unidentified flying object Some will sleep but will not die He's an unidentified flying object Coming back to take you home He's an unidentified flying object He will roll away your stone And if there's life on other planets sure that he must know that he's been there once already and has died to save their soul. He's an unidentified flying object. You will see him in the air. He's an unidentified flying object. You will drop your hands and stare. He's an unidentified flying object Coming back to take you home He's an unidentified flying object love that song. It's a Larry Norman song called UFO, Unidentified Flying Object. Great stuff. The lyrics are excellent. 
always enjoyed when I heard that song, I just got a big smile on my face. And so I thought I'd use it to intro the subject today. Is there life on other planets? Uh, what I want to talk about today is um, that whole subject. I've got great audio comments from several people. I've got a big, huge thing on Facebook going. I'll read that to you so you can hear comments on what people think, if there's life or not out there. I want to talk about what the Bible says about it. Um, what if they do find life? Uh, does it discount our faith in God? Good question. Um, why do we have the desire to explore outer space? What's up with this whole subject? It's going to be great. So I'm going to start out with a, a comment um, from uh, my friend Tim in Oregon. Now, Tim is going to talk about District 9 for a moment because, you know, I reviewed that on last week's program. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, you want to go and listen. Download OMG, Myth Busting Jesus, because on there, uh, the first like 10, 15 minutes, I talk about District 9 and play some of the music from the movie and talk about it in depth. But uh, here is Tim's comments on that, and then we're going to flip right into he's going to talk about what he thinks about life being on other planets. So uh, take a listen. Hey, Rick. It's Tim, or King Lingser, on the forums, and I thought I'd send in a little audio comment this week. First off, I thought I'd do a short review of District 9, and basically... There are a few things. Graphics-wise, effects-wise, it's one of the tightest films I've seen this year. I mean, nothing felt fake. Everything felt very realistic. And it, it to me, was definitely... If this is a documentary of an alien happening somewhere, this would be what it would look like. Which really just made that great movie. Uh, Plot-wise, story-wise, it was an interesting movie on that sense. It was nice to see that the protagonist switched from protagonist to antagonist and back again. It was, it definitely made a lot of twists and turns in the movie that made it more, made it fresh and uh, nice to watch. Um, overall, the movie was very hard to watch. The graphics, the gore, the cussing, wow. Um, that, that made it hard for me to watch. Would I watch it again? Would I buy the Blu-ray to this? I kind of doubt it. It's, it's one of those movies that you go to see for the first time and that's it. It's not one of those, oh, I want to watch it again tomorrow. No, it's... It's a social commentary, and it's very deep and not-so-happy commentary on humans. My rating would be a 7.1 star out of 10 stars. Um, most of that is based on the effects and the story. The gore does bring the rating down because it makes it hard to watch. I thought I'd also answer your question. Are, is there life on other planets? And I believe, from a religious standpoint, that there is. You know, it's said in the Bible that God loved to create things. Don't ask me where. But if if this is indeed true, then it only makes sense that there would be life on other planets. We can't be so egotistical to think that. God created all these planets, all these stars, and that out of all this vastness of space that 
we on this tiny little planet in comparison are the is the only life out there that would that doesn't make sense <laughs> I'm sorry but we don't need the decoration in the sky you could have added a few stars and that would do it you know so it doesn't make sense for us to be the only life in this universe now what kind of life is there I don't know and we may never know well till we pass on so I believe there is life but what do you believe I don't know <laughs> anyway Rick I thought I'd send this in and I hope everyone who is listening has a great day and I will talk to you later Rick bye Thanks so much, Tim, for your comments on District Nine. Uh, yeah, I you everybody has to listen to my review from last week. That was I covered it in depth. As far as the life on other planets thing, that's a very interesting point that you bring up. Um, you wonder, you know, is it all just decoration up there, or is, is there something bigger there? And of course, your opinion was sure. There's got to be life out there somewhere. What kind is it? I don't know. But uh, thank you for your comments. I posted um, on Twitter and on Facebook. And by the way, you can always follow me on Facebook. If you go to Facebook forward slash Rick.Moyer, you can always follow. I'm always putting out stuff on there, and you can enjoy it and discuss all the different things that we're doing. And I also am on Twitter uh, under Moyer777. Love to have you follow me. That would be fun. Anyway, um, put the question out there, posed it, and I got lots and lots of, of comments on it. I'd like to read a couple of those and comment on them. Um, first one was um, Sandy Garrison says, I do believe there is life on other planets. After all, God made us and put us on this planet. Why would he not have put life on other planets as well? Great question. And, you know, I, I think that's a, a that's a great question to pose. Why wouldn't he put life on other planets? I also thought it was is interesting. Uh, Richard Pete also answered that, and this is what he said, or, or answered the question, is there life on other planets? Do you think there is? He said it would be arrogant for us to believe that we are the most intelligent life in the entire universe. God's greatness is not reduced, nor our inheritance as his children, any less his promise to us. If we expand our understanding of his realm to include other species in his domain. So I, I, I can see here that the, so far the thread is that sure there's stuff out there and, and are we so arrogant to think that we are the only ones that have life? You know, maybe there's more. I like what Emily Polly says. She says, you know, I like the mystery and the wonder of it all. I think that if God wanted us to know, he would have told us just one more of those things that would blow our minds, I'm sure. Now, this is a great concept here. We're going to get into what the Bible says about life on other planets in a moment. But I love how Emily says here, you know, it's mysterious, it's wondrous. If God really wanted us to know if there was life on other planets or not, there would have been some reference or something in the Bible that would say yay or nay to that question. Now, there's some people that think um, that there is uh, absolutes. There is a yes or a no in there. Uh, and we'll get to that in a moment. Here's what Kyle Wisdom says. He says, I believe God only created life on earth and that we are the primary object of his affection, love, and grace. 
I know he created everything, moon, sun, earth, and planets and stars, but I don't think he put life on those other planets because I don't think that was part of his plan. Thank you uh, to Sandy, to Richard, to Emily, to Kyle for those comments. Um, okay, so now you hear from Kyle on the other end of the spectrum of he believes that God created all sorts of different things, but is there life on other planets? He doesn't think that that's part of God's plan. Very, uh, I, I just love these different um, aspects of the comment, and uh, I think it really challenges us to think about what do we believe. I've got some more audio comments I'd like to play. The next one is from Jeff Job from Canada. He's been on the program before, and he talks a little bit. I'd like you to hear what he has to say about what he thinks is if, if there's life on other planets. There are those who believe that life here began out there far across the universe with tribes of humans who may have been the forefathers of the Egyptians or the Toltecs or the Mayans. Some believe that there may yet be brothers of man who even now fight to survive somewhere beyond the heavens. Hi, Rick. This is Jeff from Canada. Rick, you asked me a question. Is there life on other planets? Good question. Is it as simple as developing a warp-powered starship and then joining the galactic community such as in Star Trek? I thought about this question for a few days. More complex than I first thought. And in the context of this podcast, these are my thoughts. God created everything. God created man in his own image. God sent his only son for our salvation. We have the desire to explore the universe. God must have given us that desire. We are building the knowledge and the tools to explore the universe. God gave us the gifts to do that. Questions. Is there sentient life out there? If God created us in his image, if there are other life forms in the universe, are they similar or different to us? Do they have a soul? Do they believe in God? If so, do they view God the same way we do? Or does he represent himself differently to them? Were we the only ones who needed salvation? There are many stars in the sky, and then ones that we cannot see as well. There must be more life out there. I think there is, or God would not have given us a desire to explore space. Is it possible that God created the universe and then seeded different planets with life? That there is life forms on other planets, and that we're all tied together? The Next Generation episode, The Chase, Picard investigates DNA clues from across the galaxy and then learns that every race is linked by their DNA. Did something like this occur? I also think that there are Earth-like planets out there, that there is more humans in the universe, and maybe like Battlestar Galactica, very similar to us. Maybe God wants us to seek each other out and learn from each other. Were humans moved from Earth to another planet early on? If so, are they exploring space as well? Are they further ahead or farther behind us in this exploration? Maybe something like the Star Trek episode, The Paradise Syndrome from the original series happened. In this episode, Kirk finds an American native settlement on another Earth-like planet that was placed there by a group called the Preservers. Maybe something like this occurred. So, my conclusion. I do believe that there is life on other planets. I think that there would be similarities between us and the other life forms. 
Possibly it could be humans either seeded or displaced from Earth. Or if the life forms are more alien, I still think they would be similar biologically to us in the most basic elements of life. If God had a hand in creation, I don't see him making other life forms different from ours. I think we have things in common. I don't think in my lifetime I will ever find the answers to this question. Earth needs to be able to travel past our own solar system and to other galaxies to find life. I don't believe there is sentient life in our solar system besides us. But since we have the desire to explore, there is life out there to be found, and when we find that life, or that life finds us, we'll be ready. Thanks for the interesting topic, Rick. Based on one's faith and beliefs in God, it does factor into this question. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on this topic. Thank you so much, Jeff, uh, for those very well thought out comments on is there life on other planets. You know, I was thinking, too, when when you made the statement, you know, maybe you probably in your lifetime, you'll never find that question out, you know. Um, and I thought about it, especially in our own, um, you know, our own solar system. You would have thought by now we would have found life or at least heard some type of signal. Or, and, you know, that brings me to that movie that I watched called Contact. Um, and it starred, I, I believe it starred Jodie Foster and oh, who else was it? Let me see if I can find my info on that movie because it was it was quite a quite a show. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, my friend Richard Pete um, went ahead and um, gifted me on iTunes with the movie. He asked me about what I thought about the movie, and I didn't even have never heard of it. Basically, this is what the the plot summary for the movie is. It says Contact is the story of a free thinking radio astronomer who discovers an intelligent signal broadcast from deep space. She and her fellow scientists are able to decipher the message and discover detailed instructions for building a mysterious machine. Will the machine spell out the end of the world or end our superstitions? Will we take our place among the races of the galaxy? Or are we just an upstart species with a long way to go? Uh, it was written by Ed Howell. Uh, when Dr. Eleanor uh, Arroway receives a message from aliens, they tell humans to build a machine so they can communicate with them. Now Dr. Arroway must decide whether she should stay safe or risk her life in contact with the aliens. Um, basically, she spends her whole life um, studying um, astronomy and listening to the stars and stuff like that. And it, The movie was really, really good uh, as far as as making you think about is there stuff out there and uh, the only part I didn't like about the movie is that they portrayed anybody that believed in God at, well they no nah, that's not true that's not true I have to take that back they had some nutcases that were you know like if well here's the big moral problem with if there's life on other planets I I noticed that in the comments that I'm getting back here we have some people that embrace it and some people say no way because we're God's affection, and so on and so forth. But when you really think about it, um, it, it causes a controversy. I think I think people with real strong faith, and I and I have to, I mean, I'm I'm a person that believes in God, and I've accepted Christ as my Savior. But it doesn't shake me up too much to think that there might be life out there somewhere. Others, when they hear it, freak out uh, that are that have a strong faith because they think, well, it's going to disprove their faith or something. But as we'll see when we get to the to the part where I talk about what the Bible says about it, uh, you'll see that it, I don't think it can be. There's a conflict in if there's life or not. So I don't think that we uh, people as with faith in God have anything to freak out over or worry about. I remember when we started doing a lot of exploration with Mars, 
And I remember um, this is a quite a few years back now. We were sending probes and stuff up there to take a look at what was on Mars, and there was this big thing that said, "Well, see, they're going to find life on there and prove all you Christians wrong." And I thought, first of all, that's a really stupid way to put it because you know you set yourself up, up as an adversary against people, and you're going to get you're going to you know if you are mean towards people, they're going to be mean back. That's just how it works. So you know you could have said it in a different way, but anyway, anyway. Um, I remember somebody asking me because they knew I was a person of faith, and they said, "What's going to happen if they find life on Mars?" And I said, what, "They said, what's going to happen to your faith?" And I said, "Nothing." And and they said, "Well, don't you agree that if they find life on Mars, they're going to prove the Bible wrong?" And I said, "Well, have you ever studied the Bible? Have you ever looked at what the Bible has to say about if there's life on other planets?" Well, they admitted that they hadn't, that they'd only heard somebody preaching at them that that you know we were the object of God's affection and 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 uh that he created everything for us and you know on and on and on and they said well that's you know that we got the impression from them that the bible said that so we'll cover that in a moment but it just brings out all these interesting controversial uh type of feelings on if there's life on other planets or now for me it actually it it makes it exciting and interesting one of the reasons i love science fiction is because it makes me think of the possibilities of exploring something that we've never been to before. Getting out there in a place that we've we've never explored or seen before is really, really neat. I mean, I think that's a really cool thing. And I actually think that it enhances my faith because I'm curious. And I think God, like Jeff said, in your by the way, your comments are great, Jeff. I think as you said it, it um it just really it, it excites it excites me to think that God may have created other life out there, and what's it like, and are we supposed to communicate, and why is he giving me the desire to wonder about that, you know, and then my friend Richard, I thought it was really interesting, we were talking on Skype last night, and he said, well, just because you have the desire to do something doesn't mean that it's always God, and I got to thinking about that, that's really true, you know, um, just because, um, you know, you want to do something doesn't mean that the thing that you want to do is right, even though you're curious about it, not, not everything is the greatest thing you could do. And so I thought, oh, that's interesting. But I don't know. There's just something about the wonder and the excitement. The Bible, um, well, I'll get there in a minute. Let me read some more comments from people because I don't want to get sidetracked here. Let me go back to some of the comments that we got uh, or that I got on my Facebook page. Here's a great one. Um, this is from Alan Anderson. He says, I'd love to record one, but I can't find my microphone. That's okay. That happens to me sometimes. He says, I find it hard to believe that God would create the universe as huge as he did, only to have life limited to one little backwater planet uh, in the far spiral arm of one of the smaller galaxies. However, I find it impossible to believe any of them have come here or that we will ever go there. Then again, there is the theory that the universe is a lot smaller than what NASA tells us, it, that it is, and are, and that the distances are not vast as we think. In that case, we very well may be unique, which is kind of cool to think that we are the center of God's creation. But there's always a possibility that aliens came here disguised as dolphins and have been manipulating mankind by hypnotizing us with their tail stands and double backflips. <laughs> Obviously, Alan, you have seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> No, but seriously, you, you're, you, the first couple paragraphs there, very interesting information. Um, I do, I like, I like the, what, the way that you put that. And that, you know, a lot of what we believe and what we 
accept as fact about the universe really isn't provable at this point because we haven't been out there. And I think that's one of the reasons we're exploring. That's, that's one of the reasons we want to go out there and look. Um, so there's a lot of conjecture and a lot of ideas coming in, and we can only do as much as we can as, as our little human minds can, can muster up. So it, it's probably a lot different than we think it is. Uh, interesting, Alan, that, um, that you don't think that there's ever been any aliens that have visited our planet or that we may never visit their planet in your lifetime. I think that's interesting, too, because I know there's a lot of people that think UFOs, aliens are, have been here. They think that people have been abducted and gone to their planet and all that stuff. So, you know, there is there is uh, a lot of conjecture out there on, you know, you know, have aliens visited the Earth and all that kind of jazz. So great comments, Alan. Thank you for them. Um, also had one from Jonathan Bishop. He says he's not sure. If yes, then God would have to send his son to die for the alien sins, too. If there are aliens and no uh, similar Jesus story, then we have some real soul searching to do because uh, we might all be Pascal. <laughs> well, and, and I think that's interesting to think about that. That's one of the arguments that I hear from people of faith uh, is that um, if there is life on other planets, then Jesus would have to die for them, too, for their sins. But then I think sometimes we are trying to put people or put these aliens or put this life in our own box because we say, well, they have to be just like us. Now, like in Jeff's comment, he thought that that they will be similar life forms to us. But what do we know? We don't really know anything, and they could be completely different and have a completely different makeup. I think it's really interesting um, when uh, Jeff talked in his comments as well about we were created in God's image. And we heard that in some some other comments, too. I think it's interesting that when you study the Bible, it says that uh, we were created in God's image. And I believe what that means is we were created as a triune being, body, soul, and spirit. And um, I don't necessarily think that it has to do with what we look like on the outside as much as our makeup as far as how we operate and so, you know, what do we know about life out, out there? What, maybe it could be completely different. We don't know. In Star Trek, I, the running joke forever was that uh, before CGI came along and they could make aliens that looked a little bit different, basically there were humans with bumps on their foreheads. <laughs> you know, they all looked, you know, humanoid species, and they all looked pretty much like humans and they just had bumps on their foreheads or different eyebrows or they painted them a different color. And, and good, there you're good to go. There's your alien. So, uh, you know, that that was always kind of funny because, I mean, budget constraints when you didn't have CGI and you couldn't make these elaborate monsters and, well, there I go calling them monsters. I remember in, in uh, Star Trek VI uh, when they were talking about certain unalienable unali- rights and one of the Klingon ladies saying, uh, listen to yourself, unalien, you know, stuff like that. And I don't know. It's just uh, It's just interesting. What kind of life would be out there? If it is, what kind of life would it be? What if it's just plant life? Or or what if it's just something completely different than we even imagine? Hmm. And if it is human-like, would, it, would they experience the same situation that we have on this earth as far as spiritually? Uh, by the way, next week on the podcast, I'm going to cover it, uh, the forbidden fruit. And we're going to talk about what happened in the Garden of Eden, we're going to talk about that whole story of Adam and Eve and the forbidden fruit and the whole idea behind that and and the whole idea of, of the human race being fallen in sin. I think it's going to be very fascinating. You'll get a lot out of it, trust me. We don't have time to go into it on this one, but uh, you're going to want to listen next week because that's going to be really, really good. 
So here's another comment. Um, let me play another audio comment. This one is from um, Billy Bob uh, four seven six, or my friend Joe from Canada, as his real name is. And uh, take a listen to what Joe has to say. Hey, Rick, Joe from Canada again. Just sending you some more comments for this week's show. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say uh, that I was happy that my District 9 comments weren't completely off and that uh, you did get something from the film that, that pleased me very much because I wasn't sure if maybe the, uh, the swearing and violence were going to be a bit over the top. But anyways, um, to get on to this week's topic, life on other planets. Well, I'd like to maybe come at this from two angles. Firstly, the angle which I, I subscribe to mostly, which is kind of the more purely scientific angle. And um, from that point of view, I'd almost say that believing that there's no life on other planets and that we are the only intelligent life in the entire universe, in the creation, in everything, is uh, is a little bit conceited. I mean, in, in the enormity and immensity of the universe, I can't imagine that there are no other instances of kind of the perfect storm that could have happened with, you know, if you subscribe to evolution with, you know, the primordial soup and, you know, cells coming together and this happening, that microbe eating that microbe and things developing to the point where, you know, consciousness and sentience began that that couldn't happen anywhere else and hasn't happened anywhere else in the entire universe is, uh, is not really something that, that I can put much stock in. And, uh, the other angle that I'd like to think of coming in as would be kind of the more religious angle or faith angle. Um, I was raised Roman Catholic being that, uh, I am of Italian descent and yes, you know, we were taught uh, that, God made man and woman and humanity in in his image which you know which is which is a great thing to believe and that's something that while I don't necessarily subscribe to Roman Catholic teachings word for word as much as I used to um I believe the same thing that you know if God created us in his image and fine you know that we believe that God is perfect well, being created in his image doesn't necessarily make us perfect. And to say that, you know, nothing else could have been created and that we're the, the, the top, you know, of creation, where the, the pinnacle of creation kind of implies that we're also perfect, which, my God, we are not. And, you know, saying that we're the pinnacle of creation and that we're perfect is kind of putting us up at the same level as God, which I also, you know, don't necessarily agree with. So when you want to say that, you know, is it possible that there's life on other planets? Well, I think it's silly from both a scientific standpoint and from a religious standpoint to say that, that that's the case. So I hope those help. And once again, I continue to enjoy the show. And thank you very much. Excellent uh, comments there. Thank you so much, Joe. Yeah, great questions there. <laughs> I mean, if it seems like when we pose the question, is there life on planets, uh, other planets, it brings up so many other questions to us. And I would have never thought that the moral implications and the spiritual implications would be so controversial. I wouldn't have thought that, only because, you know, I think that one of the reasons that um, I even got into God at all 
was because somebody told me that there were UFOs in the Bible. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's I went and I looked at it, and I read in Revelation, and I and I will I'll bring up some of these um, things that I found uh, in a moment. And wow, I was surprised. Uh, it actually got me interested in looking to see. And I think it's really interesting. We had to stop and think for a moment that we are human beings and we have such a limited understanding of things. And when we hear a story in the Bible or we hear somebody talk about something, we filter it through whatever we believe. And I think if we're at a point where we we don't um, that we're closed to to anything that might be a little bit different than what we th- think, then sometimes we can get scared. And we just close everything off and we don't really research it or look at it. I really do honestly believe that if we do find life on other planets or there is life out there, I really don't think it's going to shake true believers' faith in God because I think it will just expl- it'll just open up the vastness and the mo- and and the bigness of who God is. It's just like people that get into this big controversy over evolution and stuff, you know. I think sometimes we're we're looking at the wrong thing there. I I think we get all freaked out about you know, how did we, you know, the whole millions of years thing or, you know, um, did a bunch of stuff come together and then boom, the Big Bang Theory, and then boom, here we are as life. And, you know, I mean, there's so many different arguments on how that just doesn't work. And then there's the whole idea of intelligent design and all this jazz. And, you know, it really all boils back down to I don't know how God did creation. I don't know at all. I mean, I, I can read what the Bible has to say, but it was written so that we would try to understand it. Most of us are not physicists or, or you know, we don't understand things at a level like that. So if it was written in there, we probably wouldn't get it. So I, I don't know. All that to say this, somebody created something. Was, there had to be an origin somewhere, and I choose to believe it was God. Now, how he did it, I don't know exactly all his techniques or how his laboratory works or whatever. But uh, I can tell you, I just for me, I believe that God created life and if if he created life here, could he create it on other places? Of course he could. He's God. He doesn't check with us. Hey, I think I'll check with the human race. Should I make other planets with life on them? He didn't take us. I didn't get any survey in the mail or in my email. Nothing like that. So God is big enough to do whatever he wants to do. And uh, let's take a look at some more of the comments that we got. Uh, Pauletta Hollister says, I don't know. I know I can't find it anywhere in the Bible. If there's if there's someone, please show me. So uh, I don't know. I only believe uh, what is written in the Bible. What do you think, Pastor Rick? I just don't know. So many questions to ask our Creator. It's like, it's. I think that's a, an honest answer. And you know, I I can't find. Uh, we're going to get into the Bible thing in just a moment. But I I really you know I have to thank you for your comment because. Um, I don't know. I don't know either. We we can't be sure. All we know is what we know, and and we we're not out there, so we don't know. And we're we're getting out there, but we're we're far from understanding it. I love this one that Pamela made. She says the the aliens have their own person to die for their sins. Don't really know what forty two means, but my son carved a pumpkin last year with forty two, and his cell number had to have forty two. Too too Greek for me, and I'd say it's too geek for you actually because. Your son is referring to the Hitchhiker's Guide of the Galaxy, with 42 being the meaning of the universe. And uh, I get a kick out of the fact that he carved a pumpkin. I made a Spock Spock pumpkin. (laughs) Live long and prosper. 
Uh, here's another one from uh, Richard Pete again. He says, Someone once told me that we keep this long list of questions for the Lord folded in our Bibles, thinking that when we finally see him face to face, we will finally get to ask them all. Then we finally meet our Maker, and the joy of the of of the holy engulfs us, and we forget all about these questions. I thought that was funny. Here's another one from Steve Leeson. He says, I believe there is, but what about life in different dimensions? The study on string theory backs this up. If the teachings say that God can see the beginning and the end of things, then he is not bound by time like we are. And to add to some thought, if there are aliens or beings far more advanced than us, who created them? What is their God like? Steve, that's a great question. And, you know, this whole idea on different dimensions, that just opens up a can of worms, doesn't it? And then you got to go, huh, I wonder, I wonder if there is different dimensions. Is that where the different life exists and so on and so forth? Great questions. The Bible, unfortunately, doesn't answer that. It, it only talks about um, God creating the heavens and the earth. It doesn't talk about, okay, so we'll get into the Bible part. Uh, it doesn't talk about life being on other planets, but it doesn't say there isn't. So it, it's it's one of the few subjects that the Bible is rather neutral on. It doesn't really say. We know that there's a lot of celestial type, type of stuff out there. We know from the Bible that, that it's complex and it's designed by God, but it doesn't talk about there being life on other, on other planets. I think probably for the reason that we don't really need to know. And, I mean, it, it's not a factor of if life is okay or not. Um, it, it doesn't add anything or take away. Um, I think a lot of people put a lot of stock into it. If we do find life, well, it's going to change everything. And, yeah, it probably would. Um, if we, you know, don't, it was more likely that we're not going to find life as far as, you know, statistically and in our lifetime type of thing. And so what does that do? I don't know. I, you know, I think it's lame sometimes when when people are blamed because they have faith that they're stupid or they don't believe in science. I don't believe that's true. I think that there are a lot of very gifted scientists that have faith. And I think, you know, like, I mean, I don't consider myself to be a stupid person. I'm not the most sharpest knife in the drawer, but I'm not stupid. And I believe in God, too. I don't think that makes you... I think sometimes religion can make you a little dull, and make you, you know, believe in your dogma more than what you might be able to see and stuff. But at the same faith, real true faith really just enhances um, our lives and causes us to, uh, I mean, a lot of the accomplishments we have are due to the fact that we, that people that knew God got ideas from him and were able to do technology advances. So, I mean, we need to think of things like that as well. Sure, anybody that gets into um, religion versus a relationship with God can tend to get um, very dogmatic and very mean and nasty about their faith and, and get cruel towards other people. That isn't what I'm into at all. I mean, I, I know that there are people like that. In that movie called Contact, I saw that. And, and unfortunately, that's a, true, that's a true look at our society, that people can get nasty because of their faith, which is not cool. All right, I've got another comment by... Um, Mike from England. Hold on, here we go. Hey Rick, Mike from London. Just thought I'd take five minutes to have a go at answering your question as to whether there's life on other planets. Don't know whether I'll get to the why or why not at this point. But from my point of view, I guess straight up the first thing to say is, of course, I haven't got a clue. I don't know. And I don't really expect to know in my lifetime. But as your question was, do I think there's life on other planets? And not a definitive, is there or isn't there? then there's probably a little bit more to say. 
To a degree, I suppose I could take two routes on answering this question. By profession, I'm an engineer. A lot of analytical stuff uh, and reasoning things out. And you, you've got to look at the complexity and, and the level of detail, the sure amount of space in the universe, and think that the probability of there being life out there is, is probably quite high. Now, how far away it is, whether we'll ever have any contact with it, what form of life it is, wouldn't like to say. But from a purely academic background, then, yeah, the, the chances are that there probably are. Then, of course, you, you bring the uh, spiritual side of life into it. And, and does that change the answer? Well, I don't know. It, it might do. It might not. Well, some people go to the Bible on these things, and, and that doesn't say there is life out there, and it, it doesn't say there isn't. Equally, it doesn't say an awful lot about nuclear power, electricity, or podcasting. So so the door is still open, as far as I'm concerned, even, even with the Christian viewpoint of the world, to have life on other planets. Now, what form of life that would be, I don't know. And... I think the bigger question would be, is there a form of intelligent life on other planets? And once you start measuring intelligence sort of up to the human level, then if that ever turns out to be true and we ever end up finding some, then I think the theological discussions that can come out of that would be fantastic. So, as a real answer, don't know. Feeling on the matter? Yeah, probably. Wouldn't like to say what, where, or how much, however... I know it's woolly. What do you expect with such a difficult question? Cheers. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I love your comments. Everybody did really great at sending something in and, and talking about what they felt, and I really, really do appreciate that. Yeah, you don't know, you know, it, what kind of life is it? Is it going to be, a, you know, the better question is, is it intelligent? How do we measure that? So on and so forth. And And if it is more intelligent than us, if they or whatever it is is more intelligent than us, then there is a lot of theological discussions we, that we can have. I know my wife and I were talking about a very interesting subject that was brought up. I don't know if you've ever heard of the theory of the world that was, but if you go back to Genesis, when you read, um, it, it talks about how the world had become um, void and formless, and then, and then it says that God created the heavens and the earth and so on and so forth. And some people have speculated that um, God would never make anything void and for- formless. He would never do that and because God creates things perfect. And so if you look back in the actual you know, text of the, of the Bible there, in the original language, you'll find that it, it basically says he recreated. At least that's what the theory is. So they're saying that between... Um, when God creating the heavens and the earth, and then, and then uh, the the you know waters covering the earth, and all that, that there was a civilization or something in between those two things, and then you know then you get this whole theory on the world that was, and what was it like, and did he start over again, and you know were they was it an alien culture, or was it you know was it a was it this the a race of different type of beings, and so on and so forth. I don't know if I just opened up a big can of worms or not, but it's called the theory of the world that was, and it is out there. I've heard it several times over my life as a Christian. People have talked about it, but uh, really, we're we're talking about is there life on other planets? I got some more comments from off of Facebook that I'd like to read to you because they're they're all since they're really really good. Um, Richard, of course, was going back and forth with with folks on there, and he said since God exists outside time, string theory would simply uh, postulate that each quantum reality would still be referring to the same God within a different time reference. 
If we believe that there is only one God, it would have to be his doing, even if that only meant he put the primordial ooze and amino acids in place for life to form. <laughs> and then he said, ouch, this makes my head hurt a little. I need Dr. Crusher. <laughs> I said, no, you don't. You need data or seven of nine to explain it to you. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I've heard I've heard people talk about that whole thing, you know, the primordial ooze and the amino, amino acids. And then you have to ask the question, well, then who created those? And there's a lot of things that, that go in there. Um, here's another one um, from Stefan from Australia. He he says there are over a million unnamed discovered species on Earth. That is assuming our current expectations of what and where life exists are right. So far, our expectations have had to be expanded many times. Given our experiences on Earth life, it's pretty tena uh, tenacious. Yeah, tenacious thing that turns up. In the oddest places. So, yeah, I think it's safe, a safer bet to say um, that, that it does rather than it doesn't. The bigger question to me is when do we, uh, when we do encounter life somewhere else, what will we do? What will we do? Based on our experiences here, will we be any better, say, dealing with life on Europa or Titan? What if it was commercially valuable or stood between us and something we really want or need? Yes, I think life exists elsewhere in the solar system, let alone other solar systems. The bigger question is, are we ready to deal with the life we have here, let alone something new? Personally, I hope that discovering life somewhere else might teach us to value it more where we live. Wow, great comment. Great comment, and I think that's a really good... What are we doing with the life we do have, the life that we discover here? And hasn't hasn't mankind um, proven itself to be rather um, ambitious and a little bit greedy when it comes to finding something we like? What if what if we did find something out there that was a benefit to us, and would we... You know, Stargate has done that in the program. Star Trek has talked about it. Would we... Would we uh, go and mine a planet or, or take their resources and, and feel nothing for the, for the people or the, or the life that we find? I don't know. You know, we, we have a hard enough time getting along with each other. Maybe that's one of the reasons we haven't discovered life out in the universe somewhere is because God knows we have a hard enough time trying to deal with each other. I don't know. Mark Richard says, Doubtless there are thousands, perhaps millions of planets in the universe, but just as there could be only one Jesus who uniquely satisfied the prophecies in the Old Testament, we are uniquely his creation. Each one of us, as well as our solar system and the earth. Think of it this way. We have a huge backyard which he gave us to explore the rest of his creation. I really like that comment too. Thank you, Mark, for that. I did get a um, a tweet. I use Twitter, of course, and uh, on that, a uh, guy named Ross Pelton said, Life, yes, humanoid life, doubt it. Think the Bible would have mentioned that. And uh, and it just kind of goes on. That seems to be, there's there either people believe that there's um, life uh, and all sorts of different aliens out there, or they believe that, that mankind is just the center of the universe and there's... there's um, you know, n nothing else out there. That seems to be the, the two positions. Or, because or, there's three, um, that there's life out there, but it's probably not at all what we think it is, and we probably won't see it in our lifetime. 
Everybody, great, great th- stuff to come in here. Okay, let's take a look for just a moment on what the Bible says about life on other planets, because I think that's important for us to to search what the Bible says, because I think a lot of us are misinformed on what it says. So let's look at that. Like I said before, the Bible actually, there's nothing in the Bible that says if there is life out there or there isn't. Um, how do I put it? Um, if you read the account of creation in Genesis, you're going to see that the earth was was formed first. And then uh, the Bible says that the planets and the stars were existed or that were created after that. So uh, on the first day of creation, the earth comes into to being. Um, the sun, the moon, the stars, they were on the fourth day. So earth is unique and it holds it holds some type of interest and center stage for the the universe according to the bible so we can from there you can assume well then it was very important for god to get earth just right and then he's put everything into motion to make sure earth was okay and that human beings could exist on the planet and i think that's where a lot of people are coming from when they say they don't believe in life anywhere else that they believe that that the human race is unique and yeah, I know people say that's that's arrogant and different things like that. But when you look at how much God loves us and cares for us, and you you think of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, and you and you start looking at it from that perspective, you can see where God um, truly had His hand in making us. And if He truly loved us so much, perhaps we were the center of His attention, not in an arrogant way, but in in His way of of His creation. So that's just something to. Um, to ponder. Interesting enough, though, the Bible does indicate that um, that the universe will be destroyed, um, and a new earth and a new heavens will be made at the end of time. Now, that's an interesting thing, and we don't have time to get into it completely on this podcast. But very interesting to see that if you if you study prophecy, you study what the Bible says. It basically says that one day Christ will return to Earth and com- and complete the final act of man's redemption. And uh, you can find that in Second Peter chapter three. Um, it says that he'll de- or he will destroy the present universe and create a new heavens and earth. That's also in Second Peter chapter three, also in Revelations chapter twenty-one. And all the stars and the planets will be destroyed along with the earth. And then a new, um, a whole new earth will be made. A whole new heavens will be made. At least that's what the Bible says. So again, you know, uh, the Bible does say, "Thy heavens." Uh, are the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. Thou dost make him man to rule over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet in Psalms. So then again, it does show the um, in the Bible, it does imply that um, that man uh, mankind will have some type of dominion over not only the earth, but um, everything that was created. So maybe that's the reason that we have such a desire to go and look out in space and see these different things. I would imagine that if you took any one of the elements in our universe out of phase or you pushed one of the planets one degree this way or you did something like that, that it would probably mess. I mean, the statistics of, of life existing on this planet, it has to be perfect. If we were one little bit off kilter, if if one little thing in the universe was just off, it would destroy all the life as we know it. So it's really interesting how there there's this this um, like perpetual motion machine put in place and it's and it's working and it's sustaining life here on earth 
But is there life on other planets? That's a really good question. Again, the Bible doesn't say. It really doesn't. Um, it does talk about how God created everything. Um, I, you know, we could probably do a whole show on aliens and if they have visited the Earth and what UFOs are and all that stuff. But as far as what the Bible says about life on other planets, it really doesn't say. So we come to the conclusion that either it doesn't matter, or two, um, maybe we were created and God is it cares about us so much that he put all of this out there for us, not just as window dressing, but it has something to do with the way that Earth turns and how life is sustainable on this planet. Um, what do I personally believe? Well, as an avid fan of, of science fiction and space and things like that, I've always had a curiosity, and I think it'd be really cool if we found life out there somewhere. Spiritually, would that shake my faith? No. I, it would only confirm that God is huge and He can do whatever He wants. Um, do I think it's something that we need to lay awake thinking of at night? No. I don't think it—it it doesn't, as far as our belief in God, I don't think it really challenges that. Um, now, if we had like an alien race show up and say they were God, and you know, then I might have a problem with it or something. But um, I don't think that's going to happen. I I think that uh, there may be life out there in some form. I don't know what form it is. It would be really cool to visit the stars and to see different things. I would be fascinated by that. Will I be able to do that? Probably not. I'm not an astronaut, and uh, I don't think the technology will advance enough by the time that I pass away. And go to be with God. I, I, you know, maybe then God will give me a tour of the universe. That'd be kind of cool. I can imagine what kind of bus you'd ride on. Hmm. Okay, I'm getting goofy now, aren't I? Sorry. So I know, you know, you waited all the way to the end. What does the Bible have to say? And really, the Bible doesn't have anything to say about life being on other planets. It does talk about how God loves us and how He created the Earth and how um, He gave us this planet. So that's, you know, that's a good thing to talk about and a good thing to know. I have a whole bunch of information, but our podcast or the podcast is running a little bit late or long now. I do have a lot of information about um, UFOs in the Bible and uh, people suspecting that they might be spacecraft and stuff like that. If you think that would be a good subject to cover, I will. Um, I can do that at a later date. Just uh, email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com, and then I can give you those scriptures and talk about that. And uh, we can go through the different scriptures that talk about aliens and uh, um uh, craft that have you know fire and smoke out of them and stuff like that, and I can show you where those are in the Bible, and we can have a little discussion on that. That might be an interesting podcast. Uh, but for now, suffice it to say, I, th I think we had a lot of really good comments today. I think we didn't come to any great conclusions other than th um, than the fact that there could be life out there, and um, some people think there isn't, some people think there is. And uh, But either way, it really doesn't matter because um, I like what Stefan said, really liked his comment that, um, you know, what about life on this earth and what are we doing um, for people and, and you know, with the, w discovering things on our own planet, there's plenty of that. Maybe we should be concentrating on that as well. And I think that's great advice and a good way to look at it. So let me pray for you. Uh, Father, I just, I just thank you for every person that's been listening to the show today and God, you are amazing. We look up at the stars at night and we look in our telescopes and we do our research about planets and the universe and the galaxy and we're blown away by the amazing creation that you have created for us. And how cool is that? God, 
We don't know if there's life out there or not, uh, but we do know one thing, that you're alive and well and you love us and you care about us. And that's just a really cool thing. So thank you for your love and thank you for your care for us. Thank you for the earth that you've given us and the life that we have here, Lord, that we can pay attention to as well. So uh, we pray, God, that we would know you closer today than we did yesterday and that uh, our relationship with you um, would just be enhanced as we uh, go along in life. God, help us to be the people you created us to be. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Bless you guys, gals. Hope you enjoyed the show. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. All right. Uh, next week is going to be really interesting. I'm doing a show called The Forbidden Fruit. And uh, we're going to talk about the fall of man. What happened in the Garden of Eden? Scandal rocks heaven or earth or whatever. And uh, we'll talk a, a bit about that. You can kind of find out where what, what do believers believe or Christians believe about the beginning of time and how all the things happened and why why do we, you know, you hear that thing out there that people say, well, people are, um, the whole human race has sinned or we're born into sin. Let's talk about why people say that. Where does that originate in the Bible at? And what does the Bible have to say about that? I think that will be fascinating. So join me for that. As always, we would love to have your comments. Just comment uh, rick at takehimwithyou.com. Just email your comments or send in an audio comment if you want to. rick at takehimwithyou.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, don't have time for a song today. I was going to do it. Well, I Should I do a song? It'll make it really long. I, I don't have time for a song today. We'll do a song next week. Okay. So, bless you. Have a great day. Take Him With You is a production of Moyer Multimedia, LLC. You can find out more at MoyerMultimedia.com. That's MoyerMultimedia.com. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved.